Welcome to episode 362 of the Recruitment Marketing and Sales Podcast. And I'm your host, Denise Oyston. And today we're talking the P word, and the P word is proposals. Something that many of you may now be in the process of creating because you want to bring in different clients, you want to have a different pitch, you want to sell a different type of service and a proposal is the way forward for you. Now, um, back in the day, I like to say back in the day, this is pre-COVID, um, I wrote a post around writing um, client winning proposals. I've updated it a little bit and I wanted to actually record a podcast to go with this one because I think at this time of year, as you guys are planning, I think you'll find this useful. Some very simple, straightforward steps that you need to consider as you move forward and you start writing your first proposal. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Recruitment, Marketing and Sales Podcast. An obsessive focus on marketing and sales is the only way to accelerate your agency growth. So listen in now as we share the latest strategies and techniques guaranteed to deliver you more placements and profit. Well, hi there everyone, this is Denise. Hope you and yours are well as we... um as we come to the end of November and move into December, I'm recording this in a very dark office. <laughs> it's dark because it's four o'clock outside and it's actually pitch black as other people that live in the Northern Hemisphere, I'm sure, will relate to. Um, it's been a great month. We've run our event. We run our Superfast Circle event. We've had several new clients join us who are really keen to get moving on the marketing. Uh, it was Sharon's birthday this week and uh, we're off to uh, watch production on, on Saturday, Strictly Come Dancing thing. Um, we love watching. That's our favourite winter programme. I'm sure some people who listen to this can relate. Um, so yeah, lots of good things happening. And uh, I hope lots of good things are happening for you as well, that you're starting to get uh, towards the end of the year. You're thinking about your planning for next year, which reminds me, um, back in September, we ran a webinar and it was really popular. It was oversubscribed, actually. Um, so what I've done is I've actually saved the recording, done a bit of editing, and you can now access it if you go to the Superfast Recruitment website. So superfastrecruitment.co.uk forward slash O-D-E. And uh, there's a page there, pop me name and email address into it. And you will actually then be on a page where we've hosted the uh, the recording. Um, you'll actually find it when you go to the homepage of the website. It says email marketing training in the, in the navigation bar at the top. So just click there. Um, I would strongly advise you to go and have a look at this if you've not done much email marketing. And even if you have done some email marketing, I think it will give you a lot of clarity because as I mentioned last week in the uh, in the podcast, um, email marketing is going to be critical for you next year when you're looking at the candidate database, you have the client database and how you start to nurture that relationship. Anyway, today we're not talking about emails, we're talking about proposals. And um, as I mentioned, this was 
uh, originally written um, a while back and I've updated it um, and I wanted to share it again. At the time, for some reason, I didn't record a podcast for it um, and now I have, so it will be much easier to listen on the go. And I thought it was appropriate to actually... uh, review this topic again because um, we're in a, you know, the the recruitment market has experienced a few crazy years and I think now more than ever organisations are appreciating the value of working with uh, an experienced recruitment company because they want to get the right people uh, into their organisation. However, some of them still require you to put a proposal into them around um, the working relationship that you will have. Now, I know it's very popular for people to be looking at retained, um, exclusivity, um, all of those things rather than just the contingent uh, process that many of you used to. And and as, as you put a proposal to someone, I want you to be thinking about how do I add this into the proposal as well? Because I'm given an opportunity to showcase exactly how good we are and how can I actually do that in a way that I'm offering different services um, and ways to work with me as well. So if you're new to proposals, it's not just a case of... Um, throwing over some prices to somebody. You could do that, but that's not going to actually serve you. Let's just start with number one. And that is actually to look at some research and some planning. So before you even consider (laughs) sending a proposal to someone, it's good to do your due diligence and actually look at the research around their sector and what they're wanting to achieve. Now, why am I saying that? Because of the current market, you really want to be putting your bucket where the water is flowing. Remember, I used that analogy a few weeks ago. So critically, if you are going to spend the time putting a proposal together, it needs to be a win-win situation for both of you. So you need to be thinking about, if I'm going to work with a client, what is the options for me and for them? You know, are they in a market that is growing? Is this just going to be a proposal to get a couple of roles? Or is this a proposal that gets me as a preferred supplier or gets me into partnership status so that this isn't just a short-term win, this is a medium to long-term win. And the plan is that I will be with this organisation two or three years um, supplying roles for them. So I think that is key to look at when you, you put in a proposal, it's not just like throw out as many proposals as, as possible. You know, don't let this R word throw you into panic. Think about, is this the right company for me? And so that's why it's important to have a look at um, where, the mar- where they are in their market, where they want to be in their market. And what options are there for you to sell in maybe a different retained service or exclusive service. So here we're thinking about, you know, what specific roles do they want to fill? Obviously, what what's what's happening in the market, what market or business uh, opportunity has created the need for them to, to build, scale, build the talent pipeline. Um, which recruitment companies, I'm going to come on to this as well later, do they currently work with or they've engaged with to, to deliver placements? Um, again, depending on the process they are using, do you, would you have to work with multiple 
recruiters, would you have to be part of a project? Um, is the proposal one where you have options to actually put in different fee structures and do different things and, and put a, you know, a costing in an investment around that? Because at this point, I think it's it's important to get really, really clear in, you know, what is the opportunity here? Is this is this a company that's willing to, um, you know, invest more in the recruitment process for, for different roles? Is this a company where you're looking at the, you know, the Asda Walmart experience where it's a case of um, you're going to make money through volume? rather than um, making your money through placing um, you know, higher value roles, which, as we all know, in some, some ways, it's just as easy. You just get paid a bit more. And, well, sometimes you get paid a lot more. So can, consider as well, what questions are they going to ask you and are you, you know, totally prepared for it? For example, they, they're going to want to know your experience on similar projects. They may want to know your recruitment process. You know, what is the candidate journey when when someone starts working what is the client journey um that, uh, that that they're going to go through um and you know also the level of experience that you have in your team um i know there's a lot of people that listen to this who are who are independent your your boutique um, I, I wouldn't say that you can't write proposal because you absolutely you can. It may be that that particular individual wants to work with a head hon- honcho and you are the head honcho and that's why they're actually approaching you. So just make sure that you are fully prepared for this. So think ahead by answering these questions in, in, in the body of the proposal where you can. So you actually... Um, as you know, you know, you're all salespeople as well. When you're pitching somebody, um, you have to think about what objections they're going to come up with. And you make sure that everything you do, everything you say is literally picking off those objections as you go along. And so that's why it's important to think about this in your research and planning, because, you know, these are documents that will take you some time to, to create if you're doing them well. I mentioned before <laughs> about working with multiple agencies. I'm not a huge fan of that. However, the decision is yours. And, you know, we all, many of you work in different niches, different sectors, um, sub-verticals. For some of you, it may be an option. If, unless you really, really have to do it, I would I would steer you away from doing that because it rarely ends well, does it? Anyway, I've got off my soapbox now. So let's just talk about your proposal and uh, five important things to think about as you you start to craft um, exactly what you want to say. And if you if you imagine to actually persuade people in this document, first thing to think about is to keep everything on point. So avoid going off on a tangent. <laughs> you will notice on this podcast occasionally I am known to go off on a tangent. It's different. This is a bit of um, entertainment. So I, I think I'm allowed to do that. When you look at a business focused document, you need to keep it really, really on point as it can confuse anyone reading it. So you need to focus on the client and importantly, how what you are recommending in the proposal will actually help them. Um, diagrams and flow charts go down really well. And uh, over many years, <laughs> Pre having my own company, as some of you will have known, I was involved in a lot of Salesforce builds, and many of my uh, my my friends 
still are. And it was something that we always used to say, you know, when someone actually went to um, the trouble in the proposal of giving you a flow diagram of exactly what they were going to do, how it was all going to work. It's amazing how that can um, make the process come to light for the hiring managers that you are that you're approaching. So think about that because it really does up up level your document. Now, I'm sure for many of you, you all understand timelines. If you're new to writing a proposal, just think about, um, I appreciate you want to get things done with speed, but really think through the process. So I shared the example of, you know, like recruiting um, sales teams, which was my role as a sales manager and sales director. And then later, marketing and sales director is think about your timeline. So, you know, for example, with the Salesforce build, um, quite often my own experience was I had to get X number of people on a training course ready to be trained in a new product that was going to be launched by a particular date. So, you know, it's factoring through all the first stage interviews, second stage interviews, assessment centers. Um, you know, the whole like going out to market, advertising, everything that is needed and, and think about and, and demonstrate to the client. I know for many of you, this isn't isn't new information, but for, for, for others of you, I'm sure it will be. So make sure that you do that, you know, notice periods, all of the things and that you actually your timelines then are, are, are workable. The other thing is to focus on the benefits. So um, I appreciate you're going to go into depth about your process, but remember as you go into depth about your process that you also relate the features to the benefits. So I know I'm going old school here, but just think about you need to explain the benefit to them of adding in a certain element to the process and your experience of how that will actually um, help them. So Remember to highlight their pain points in the proposal and obviously why you and your service is the obvious solution as you go through this. The other thing to think about is social proof. Now, I have recorded multiple podcasts on the Superfast Recruitment website. Um, if you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or, or Google, then go over and there's a there's a little search bar um, on the um, on the blog and just type in reviews, testimonials, case studies. Go and have a look at that because in a proposal they could be the difference that makes the difference. So make sure that you include social proof and particularly relevant to their um, their industry, if you've got it, the type of person that they're looking for. So you've got, you know, case studies. And, you know, I would also share not only client case studies, I would share candidate case studies as well, because I, I think employers now are much more um, aligned with having a, a good employee value proposition. They want, they want to attract people. Culture is very important. And they also want to know that you as a recruitment organization have a values match with them. That is important. Don't think that they're not interested in that because absolutely they uh, they will be. The other thing to think about is your tone of voice and um, using active language versus passive language. Now, obviously, I'm a writer and <laughs> I train people in writing. Uh, we do a lot of writing for people in super fast circle, but also I, you know, I help them think through how they communicate in the written word. There will be people of all levels, I'm quite sure, reading this document. So using an active voice 
and very simple jargon-free wording will make it easier to read and you know for them obviously if you're writing a business proposal it's the preferred way of uh, communication so let me give you a couple of examples of like passive and active communication so a passive sentence a line to maybe write in a proposal might be the candidates will be contacted in the first instance by our senior consultant as opposed to our senior consultants will contact the candidates in the first instance. You can just see the really subtle shift there. Now, if you're listening to this, go and actually look at the go and actually look at the transcription. And if you want to share that with some of your consultants um, or people that are writing your proposals for you, I think you'll find that that will make a big difference for you. Um, Often people will use technical language, they use jargon, um, a bit ego driven sometimes, they want to sound impressive. Sometimes, unfortunately, that can have the opposite effect. So keep your wording simple, avoid the jargon and make it relatable to to your audience make it clear and simple and concise in what you're communicating now here's something that can really add to your proposal and that is use storytelling storytelling is big in sales and you'll notice um, there's a lot of people with personal branding going on at the moment on LinkedIn and this works incredibly well because many of them are telling stories and aligning it to something they're communicating with you. Now, storytelling in a proposal sometimes gets missed out and yet it can make a difference because what it will do is it will help you stand out from the crowd. You know, the story today is the king and queen of content. Um, so let me just share an example with you. This is a very, very simple, straightforward example um, that will give you, a, you know, a, a sense of what this might be like. So let's say you're sharing a story about uh, somebody finding some senior execs for several C-suite positions, maybe in the early stages of a project. The recruiting deadline was shortened, whatever that might be. You had to identify different um, candidates quickly. You used your in-depth industry knowledge, you know, and network alongside your market. And you were able to promote the opportunity to the candidates. So, you know, something like that, you know, you could embellish it. You, you know, it was during the pandemic. It was this. It was at a particular time of year. Um, one of our candidates, one of our clients we were chatting about, she was putting in a, an email she was sharing a story about they work in the hospitality sector and basically it was about you know a, a client she was sharing the story about this particular client who had to recruit a huge amount of people to work in the winter <laughs> and she was talking about how you know trying to get people there and what they did and how how well it, you know it all worked out for this client but she used a great storytelling example and it just starts to get people engaged so they can they can imagine how this might help them so you know whenever you share an example or a story it always helps the sale absolutely the other thing to think about here and uh, not just in um, the the writing of the document, but really to think about your process and sort of next steps, because there's nothing worse, is it, than sending a proposal to somebody, and uh, you know it's like 
crickets you, you don't hear back from them and you put all that time and effort in um a, a pre-step to that is really thinking about okay we are we're going to discuss ideally you want to be discussing this proposal with them you know obviously in the the current landscape and market you may not physically be in the same room with them then but at least you've got microsoft teams you've got zoom you can jump online you can see the whites of their eyes as a friend of mine always says um, so you can actually go through the process and look at, OK, what's the process? Um, obviously, for some organisations, they might have a tender process. It's it's a lot more structured. For many of you listen to this, you know, it might not be a huge organisation you put a proposal into. It could be a large SME and they are validating you or two or three other uh, recruitment companies to work with. So just think about, you know, what what is the proposal um, outcome? You know, do they sign the proposal? Does, do you attach your terms with it? Um, what's the... Uh, you know, what's what's the next stages? Is there a Q&A stage? You know, make sure that it's really, really clear that, you know, you, you demonstrate to them how keen you are and that you are a business as well. You know, you are an organisation that, that wants a decision. Now, I appreciate this might take time actually writing a proposal. And, uh, if you have written proposals before, great. Go back and check and have a look and see, make sure you've covered all these areas, particularly if they've not actually landed. Yes, there are people out there that can write proposals for you. And it depends where you are in your recruitment journey. Um, you know, whether, whether you have the financial resource to go and do that or you'd like to have a go at doing it on your own. You know, I, you'd be surprised what you can actually do when it comes to writing a um, straightforward proposal for maybe a larger SME or a smaller corporate organization, what you can do. So I wish you luck. Remember when you've done this once, you have a framework that you can use time and time again. I've given you some examples here around things to consider, you know, timelines, benefits, um, social proof, using business style language in how you, you, you communicate, making sure there's a next step. So Hope that's been useful. Shameless plug for Superfast Circle. Um, because what we do with our clients is um, we've had a couple of clients recently that have had a proposal that they've need to, needed to put, uh, put across to somebody and we've helped them with it. So they've come online, we've we've deconstructed it, we've looked at it, we've embellished it, we've helped them with different parts of it. And that's some of the um, the real support that you will get as a member of Superfast Circle. If you enjoy this podcast and you are ready to take your marketing to the next level, then maybe it's time that you check out Superfast Circle. Because as a member of Superfast Circle, we are with you every single step of the way as you start to elevate your marketing to a new level. You get weekly calls, you get an online training uh, platform that you can access anytime, anywhere, on any device. You have events that you can uh, attend. We have a tech genius that can help you with your, uh, with your technology. And you also get your marketing collateral provided for you every single month that you are a member of the circle. So if you would like to know more, then head over to superfastrecruitment.co.uk forward slash SFC. Have a look at what's involved, what's included, and then book a call with one of us and we can talk you through exactly 
what the next steps are, we'll give you a demonstration of the programme and we'll, we'll have a conversation about how this can work for you and your recruitment and staffing business. So speak to you soon.